The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a genre-defining episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 744, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Go out there, possess yourself a cup today. Um... I don't know what I was going to say next. So, True Cold Coffee, they're made, it's, they make coffee by metalheads for metalheads. It's great stuff. Get the newest coffee, Arctic Storm. It's specifically built for cold brew. They will give you, um, they give you like the recipe and how to do cold brew. I mean, like, when I tell you these guys take coffee seriously, they take coffee seriously. Right, like you guys, the website. There are all sorts of instructions on how to brew coffee. So if you've been curious, how would I do this? How would I do such a thing? They will teach you because Coffee Bean Okulta, the proprietor of Truco Coffee, he is a bit of a Renaissance man. If there's something that can be crafted with your hands, he has probably figured out a way to craft it, and he's probably figuring out ways to do it in like just some some new, more efficient or more artistic way. Like, nothing really stops this guy, and I love it. He's just always got the hustle going on. So, Arctic Storm, the newest brew, um, as I like to call it, frozen bag of dicks. Right? Because <laughs> that's what the graphic looks like to me. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. just it's just the way that, that the email came through, they, the way they had that stuff positioned. You know, what you're going to do. But, that's it. True Cold Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Go out there, possess yourself a cup today, man. What's going on with you, Snowman? Well, um, this is going to sound kind of weird, but a frozen bag of dicks might not be too bad. There's great <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> I tell you. Okay. Of all the things I never thought I'd hear you say on this show, that's definitely at the top of the list. Definitely, yes, yes. And the only reason I say that and... Normally, okay, when you're um, 
when you run into your neighbor or whatever, and they're just people that you see on the street, you know, like, what's what's the thing everyone has in common and everyone has that little quick little friendly chat about? Oh, sure is a hot one today, it's, isn't yeah, it? It's hot, it's cold, and all that. Oh, and is it yes and no? Yeah, it's both. It's both. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you normally, get the song of referencing, or, or did I, it just go completely over your head? I, sorry, I guess it did. Katy Perry, hot and cold. You're hot, then you're cold. You're yes, oh, then you're right. no. Okay. You're in, then you're out. No. <laughs> I get it? Yeah. Okay, I get it. <sighs> okay. It needed to be explained to me. That's all right. Um, of course. Generally, those conversations, like I, I hate having those. Like, can we? If we're not going to talk about something more substantial than the fucking weather, I don't want to talk at all. I'm going to make an exception for this because sometimes I think, you know, uh, Canada, okay, which we're early June here. It's June 5th as we speak now. Cinco de Junio. Is it? Well, yeah, the 5th in, of June. In, in Mexico? I guess. Well, no, Cinco de Mayo is the official Mexican holiday, but oh, just, right. but but all that means is the fifth of May. Like oh, it doesn't okay. mean anything special. So like Cinco de Junio would be the fifth um, of June, as long as I'm pronouncing June correct in Spanish, because it's a fifty-fifty shot. <laughs> right. Right. Well. <sighs> now I know. Uh, speaking of Mexico and you know southern parts of the world and. Southern parts of the U.S. Canada has this reputation, you know, where it's all it's winter 365. It's nothing but igloos and polar bears. And, you know, it's 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 winter all year round. Well, and hopefully this doesn't affect me too much as I'm uh as I'm recording this, because um, I we're dealing, and this is when weather becomes interesting, and the whole reason I'm mentioning this, okay, this country, okay, with its 24-hour winters and polar bears and igloos right now as we speak, Winnipeg is going through its heat wave. That's mind-boggling to me. It's it's 38 degrees Celsius right now, which I did the conversion, and that's 100 in your goofy Fahrenheit Dude, weather. That's hot, right? Like it that is. That is hot stuff. It's not that <laughs> hot down here. No? No. I guess not, yeah. I like, guess, it was 57 this morning. Wow. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but I mean, 57 degrees Fahrenheit, you know. It was very comfortable. Like I don't know if it even got up into the seventies today. Like it's it's been very comfortable down here. So and I mean we're in June. This is typically when I walk out at six AM and my face melts. Ah. You know? Well, that is what it's been like the last couple days and going going into like my Clark Kent job, you know, I'm I'm in the shipping industry. I'm in a warehouse and it's sweltering in there, obviously. But my office is connected to the warehouse. And so when it gets a little too hot, a little too long, and I got to go and cool off, I'll go and sit down in my office for a while. The last couple days, okay, the air conditioning has been down in my office even. God, I was so... And when I, when I went into work today, 
and it wasn't backup. I was just, I was so pissed. I was so pissed. But, you know, I'm not the type of guy to take shit out on other people. You know, there's just too many people like that in in, in the world. But I tell you, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not so good. So I'm, the only reason I'm mentioning this is I wanted to dispel some some of these myths about Canada to, you know, our international listeners and all that. She gets pretty warm up here. And then the environment in which I'm doing this with, I can't have any fans going. I got the windows closed to cut down any, informi- any, any um, you know, any sounds from outside and all that. Oh, so the things I do for this show... She's hot yeah. and she's cold. Well, she's hot right now. Um, kind of before we get on with everything, I just kind of want to make a just just a, a a a personal announcement, shall we say? As I don't know if I mentioned it last episode or not, but I'm kind of like I'm giving up on beer. Okay, well, I'm kind well of, you're giving up on that? crappy beer, right? When I get when I get up there, like you know, we're we're gonna get you drinking real beer, like that that um, moose piss that you drank. Like, <laughs> like yes, okay. you should give that up. You should have given that up years ago. <laughs> right, right. Because I'm I'm kind of at the point where, you know, what what I would do is to start the evening off. At a show, or even if I'm just at home or at a house party, or whatever, you have a couple beers and then you get into like the liquor and all that. And then maybe as the night's winding down, you have a couple more beers. And before you know it, more and more, that combination is just not working out on the inside of Snowy here. And before you know it, I'm heaving and and I'm kind of like puking like I was 16, you know. And I just, it's just not a good combination. So I'm like thinking, I'm gonna, gonna get rid of beer. And it's so a good far, practice. so good. Just drink one or the other. Like if you're gonna right. drink beer, only drink beer that evening. If you're gonna drink liquor, only drink liquor that evening. Mm-hmm. Well, not only today, as as we speak, I've decided, and I'm kind of the last. And I'll be talking about this in my metal fix, but just this this past weekend, as we speak, I've been phasing out pop or what you guys would call soda. Well, it depends on what part of the country where I grew up. Yes, it is pop down here. I believe it's called soda or possibly cola. Right. Okay. It's definitely soda, like in the northeast part of the United States, like okay. uh, New Jersey, yeah. New York, that sort of stuff. Right. Midwest, I think, is pop, and some places are still actually soda pop. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, it's all pop up here. I don't think anyone says soda. And Crazy that's, Canadians. That, that stuff is just—it's there's no redeeming factor. Just there's nothing redeeming about pop or soda at all other than it's it's, delicious apart from that yeah but i'm kind of at the point now in my life where i just think maybe it's best to start phasing that shit out and so lately i've been i've been mixing uh 
some, you know, some Jack Daniels and another whiskey and all that with orange juice and um, fruit, fruit juice and um, uh, the sparkling fruit water, various different like just something other than pop, because like I said, I'm I'm, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to remove that from my diet. And you know what? It's it's really good. Like Thunderball, okay, which is has that cinnamon taste to it. You mix that like with a fruit flavored sparkling water. Holy Jesus, is it ever good? I thought for sure, like, okay, this is how girls drink this shit, you know? Well, it's actually yeah. how they would have had their um whiskey back in the fifties. So, so please yeah. tell me that not only are you drinking your whiskey that way, but you also have Mrs. Snowy bring you your pipe and slippers to your favorite <laughs> chair. Yeah, that'll be the day. And you tell her to get back in the kitchen. Woman. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure, yeah. <laughs> for for any new listeners, um, if Snowy did any of those things, I would be the only co-host next week. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> For sure. Have <laughs> you sure. doing a solo episode while Snowy was healing? That's right. That's right. And if I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame her. I wouldn't blame her at all. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um. So yeah, I figure maybe we should get on with the grunt here while I can still some somewhat operate. Um. Before we do that, though, we got a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning here. Uh, we want to say hello, horns up, and happy anniversary to Mr. Al Quint and his beloved wife, Sarah, who is celebrating their 35th anniversary. And if the name Al Quint doesn't jump out at you right away, I'm sure at some point or another, you've read his work at some point in your lifetime. He's most mostly noted for his regular um, contributions to the old Maximum Rock and Roll. And he had, was doing his own um, punk rock uh, fanzine as well, Suburban Voice. And now he's got a kick-ass podcast called uh, Sonic Overload, where he plays the best of underground punk and metal, like from yester yesteryear and today and all that. Um, he's just basically... A one-stop shopping guy in terms of hardcore. It's definitely some guy, like, we should have him on, okay? Because, like, I'm an old mark for the old Maximum Rock and Rolls and all that. And just let him just introduce a bunch of records. Like, how how often, how awesome would that be? Just And then just, 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 just pick his brain and let him tell stories. And, yeah. You know, I, I'm sure that guy is just... Just overflowing with music goodness. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's such a yes, please, dude. Maximum mm -hmm. rock and roll was something I was buying every month in the nineties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it it wasn't even just like the writing and the music, but if you're an indie band, that was like your bible, mm -hmm. right? And and it's so funny, dude, because you know we were not playing punk rock, and I couldn't get anybody else in my band understand why I'm, you know, getting all this punk rock stuff and finding these venues. I'm like, well, it's all DIY. Like these guys know how to do this shit. We're going to learn from this. And like, mm -hmm. I learned so much, so many connections. It's like so much cheap merch that was great quality. 
um, was all found because of maximum rock and roll in between the pages and the articles, man. Oh yeah, you could you 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 could grab an issue of Maximum Rock and Roll and flip through it, just checking out the ads. Oh yeah, like, like yeah, the and they had a lot labels. of great ads. Oh, it was it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So we wanna we wanna wish Mr. and Mrs. Quint a uh, happy anniversary, third thirty five years. As a matter of fact, just uh, about a couple more, about ten days. Mrs. Snowy and I, we celebrate 34 years together. Wow. Coming up, yeah. And she hasn't killed you yet. Hasn't killed me yet, yeah, yeah. That's what That's what she's always said. I'm never going to divorce him. I'll kill him first. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's how I will know if, um, if, 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 like, you're missing and she's being held hostage. That's right. You know, if, if I call him, like, well, where's Snowy? She's like, oh, well, I divorced him. He's had to move out. Like, I will know immediately. I'm like, okay, we got to get a SWAT team up to that house. Something's going wrong. <laughs> Something's not right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what is very right is this week's uh, mandatory metal, courtesy of the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee. Uh, just a little bit ago, and I'll be talking about it a little in a little bit. But Fuming Mouth recently came through town. Unfortunately, I missed their set. I'm gonna make it up to the band right now by dropping a track from their Grand Descent record. So once again, for the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee. In our mandatory metal segment, this is Fuming Mouth with Visions of Purgatory.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. All right, dude, what's going on? Okay, so um, let's start with Boomy. Remember a couple weeks ago I talked about that Boomy thing, the AI generating music? Oh, right, right. All right, so I tried it today, and um, you know what? I don't know if I can download the song unless I pay. Because uh, I think it'd be, it'd be fun to put it in the thing here. Um, but one, metalheads can breathe a sigh of relief. Apparently, nobody wants to try and um, generate metal with AI. Okay. It's all pop music, trance music, house music, hip hop, all that sort of stuff, right? Now, the cool part was that it also auto generates vocals. Um, so, and, and here's the really scary part. I, I just picked a bunch of random stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, no, I like this and this and this. And it's like, well, what instruments? You can like separate things. I'm like, no, no, I want all the instruments. It sounds like the sort of cacophony mess I would create. Like when I'm just left to my own devices with a sampler, like it sounds exactly like something I would create. That was that was a little scary. I'm like, oh shit, I dig this, you know. But then um, the vocals, you can really sing, like hook up a mic and like really do some singing with it, um, or it will auto generate it for you if you just record spoken word. So oh, I recorded geez. myself reading some lyrics that I wrote, right. you know, just very Henry Rollins spoken word style, and it's cool as shit. Like, it's really, really fun. Like, I don't think anybody's going to like it, um, but I really enjoyed it, you know. But when I create stuff like this in my studio myself, it's the same effect. Nobody else is going to like it, but I'm going to have a really good time, you know. Uh-huh. So so that was kind of cool. Um, what was the other thing I was just thinking of right now? Oh, did I ever talk about um, a bass player by the name of Blue to Tiger? Mm, the name doesn't ring a bell, but what does he do? Like, well, it's a she, and oh, okay. um, she's a, she's a young young bassist. Like she's under thirty, you know. I think I think like mid to late twenties. Um, completely badass on her instrument. Completely okay. badass. Like, you know, um, I wish I would have had the experience and chops that she has at that age. I'd like to have those uh, chops and experience now. You know, um, great player. And so, like, like I, I follow her on Scrim or wherever music. Well, I heard an interview with her. And so maybe I want to go check out her website because I want to see, like, oh, she coming through. Like, like, I'll go see her band. She's on tour, you know. And I came across her merch. And she has a pair of shorts. And I can't find out if they make these in a men's size or if I just have to buy a really large woman's size and hope they fit. But I have to get these shorts because on the front, it says Blue to Tiger, you know, her logo. But on the back, (laughs) it says, I put the ass in base. Oh, nice. Yes. I need those shorts, dude. Mm. I need those shorts. And um, the one of the main reasons I need those shorts, I would like to announce that um, (laughs) Suzanne Decree and I are are starting starting a a band called the Swiss Mistresses. 
<laughs> the Swiss mistresses. Yes. Right on. We have talked about it for years, and she's like, I think we need to make that happen this year. I'm like, it's so funny you say that. I've been thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, I, I think we need to make it happen this year. So, yeah, so the Swiss mistresses, um, the, the goal is we're going to dress up like Heidi, you know, like the famous Swiss Heidi, uh, but kind of yes, like the yes. girl from the Swiss Miss packets, you know, like, like that typical blonde uh-huh. braids. But in a dominatrix style outfit. Oh, Jesus. You know, because we're the Swiss mistresses. Of course. The mistresses of pain. But, um, yeah. So that's the kind of shorts I need for chilling on the tour bus. Sounds good to me. I think I need a pair of those, too. I I think those should be like like official show wear. (laughs) 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 Like that. Well, we we know we're about to record when we slip into those shorts. But that's right. And 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 you know what my favorite part about those shorts are is okay. like it's a woman putting those out and she knows that dudes are gonna be checking out her ass anyway. Right. And puts a message like that on her ass that's gonna make a lot of the dudes that want to check her ass out uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I because love that. Because she knows, just like every woman does. She knows that the guys are checking out her posterior. Oh well, yeah, and, and, and but she's taking there. the power, mm-hmm. right? She is taking the power and turning it around, and people don't know how to handle it. And I, and I just I fucking love that man. I I love when when women don't get offended. Instead, they turn her around and make men uncomfortable because mm-hmm. that's that takes like a lot, right? Like um, one of one of my ex girlfriends, and it was so funny because it even made like the guitarist in my band uncomfortable. But um, his girlfriend and my girlfriend at the time were, you know, they were at the show, they were helping us, and I don't know how they ended up with one of my microphones, but okay. the two of them ended up with one of my microphones, and we're you know like wrapping them after after the gig and packing stuff up, and I look. And the two of them are like going through the crowd, talking to guys with this microphone. And it's so funny because like all of a sudden you see their faces just like turn to shock. I'm like, what the hell are these two doing? And so by the time they finally make it back to us, I realize they're going up to guys to interview their penises. Oh, okay. And they're sticking the microphone right in their dick. Mm-hmm. Like, not touching it, but it's yeah. like right there. And think about, you know, what women have gone through just for centuries, right? Like, like the objectification, all that sort of stuff. Like, I am watching this, and I think this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Hey, some some guys need to be put on the spot like that. I I could not be prouder. And and finally they they you know they get back up to like me and my guitarist and I'm like, what are you two doing? And I think his girlfriend's like, We're interviewing penises. <laughs> you know? And then like, my girlfriend's yeah. like, We'd interview yours, but I know it has way too much to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Like like just that's we we need more senses of humor like that. Mm-hmm. Like that was some funny stuff, man. 
But yeah, so Blue to Tiger, those shorts are fantastic. But more than the shorts, she is an absolute badass on the bass. Like, you know, she's writing the song, she's playing the bass line, she's singing. It's fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. Oh, now, at the end of this month is the new Indiana Jones film, Dial of Destiny. Right. Which I'm excited for. Um, and anyone who wants to, you know, give me shit for that because they're going to tell me why the Crystal Skull couldn't happen. I just rewatched uh, Temple of Doom. Um, if you better hate that film too, because um, you, your arguments are not going to hold a lot of water. But anyway, last night I took my son to see in the theater for the very first time ever. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, nice. Excellent. Excellent. I, I was so excited to come back to the theaters. Like, I saw in the theater the first time, mm-hmm. and I, it has just stayed with me, that experience, you know? Definitely. And uh, my buddy Chris, who was the best man at my wedding, and I was the best man at his, both of us played Indiana Jones at our weddings, you know? All right, on. Um, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, the the, the theme march, the Indiana Jones theme. Mm-hmm. But so I told him, like, dude, did you know? He's like, no, I had no idea. So him and his son went and saw it yesterday, same time we did. And it was just, it was so cool because we're, we're, we're all so excited for it. But my son loved it. He's like, it was great. He's like, but the snakes creeped me out. I'm like, oh, wait, he's a uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, so uh, for anyone, well, anyone who's listening, you're out of luck. But Snowy, for you, if you uh, check your local theaters in the area, there is still one more shot Wednesday. Really? Mm-hmm. And trust me, it's it's one like some films you watch them later and you're like, ah, oh, I don't know. There is nothing like this film on the big screen. Dude. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The first time I saw uh, Raiders was at the drive-in, actually. Oh, yeah, my, that's we, cool. We uh, it was a, it was a family event. We all jumped into the car and we made our way out to the drive-in. the The double feature, okay. The other film yeah. was drag was Dragon Slayer. No. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll I'll always remember this because. Like the whole family loved Raiders of the Lost Ark, but then in between the two films for that short intermission and you know the little bit of build up when they're running the credits for Dragon Slayer, soon everyone in the car but myself was out like a light. That's hysterical. And I got to enjoy Dragon Slayer just like in peace and quiet, and I was just fixed, fixed to the screen. Um, I didn't know Raiders was in the theater, and and then when you said you went and saw it, I figured out oh, okay, like throughout the pandemic, you know the odd um, theater here would uh, would bring older films in just to you know because they weren't they weren't releasing a lot of movies then so that's how I got to see Empire Strikes Back again in the theater and the original Halloween in the theater. And um, so I've, I figured that's kind of what was going on. I didn't know like it was getting like a wide release. Oh like yeah. That. Yeah. This okay. is a special so, event. It's through fathom events. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, the last crusade. Yeah. Okay. Indiana Jones and the last crusade. That was the first movie 
that Mrs. Snowy and I, when we were still dating, went to together. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Awesome, so, yeah, and we just, yeah, those first three movies. And you know what? I enjoyed Crystal Skull. See, so yeah. did I, but there's just so many people that are like, oh, that could never happen. Like, you couldn't well, get in a, in a refrigerator and survive a nuclear explosion. No. No, you couldn't, but there's a lot of things in movies that could never happen. Well, but the this same is, people saying know. that were like, yeah, Temple of Doom was so much better. I'm like, okay, so you're having a problem believing that somebody could survive a nuclear explosion in a fridge, but you completely believe that they could jump out of an airplane, slide down a mountain, and <laughs> drop off a cliff and survive, and uh-huh. the raft is still going to float. Mm-hmm. And then you also believe that somebody could reach through a man's chest and pull out his still beating heart and it's going to burst into flame. Right. Well, yeah. That so that's completely plausible, but the refrigerator <laughs> is where you draw the line. That's right. That's the hill you die on. Yeah. 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 That's where I'm just like, shut up and be a kid again. Have fun. Yeah. Yes. That's the key. That's the key right there. Like, We've being like the science fiction fans and and all that, Mrs. Snowy and I and our daughter. Okay, we're still kids. We're still but, kids at heart, and we always will be. And that's what makes it fun, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like when I saw Crystal Skull, the minute I saw his silhouette with a hat, I teared up. I was giddy. I cheered mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like, yes, it was the same way in Episode Seven when I saw the Millennium Falcon for the first time. I lost my shit. <laughs> I completely lost my shit when I saw the Millennium Falcon for the first time in episode seven. It's like, yeah, because that's when you know it's on. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's going on. And then remember when we had our conversation about kiss tickets around the world? Yes. And yes. We're like, wow, it's actually like cheaper to see kiss here. Like I need a passport, you know? Well, there's a news article today that Taylor Swift tickets are $153 in Buenos Aires. And the article pointed out that even with the tickets being $153, with round trip trip airfare, it's still less than the $1,500 to see it in L.A. Oh, wow. And I don't know about you, but like that kind of thing, I'm like, huh. Like maybe maybe it is now time to start going to see shows internationally, you know, because nothing comes through here anyway, right? right. So it's like yeah. why why waste my time here? But you know, like let's go see something in Buenos Aires, Buenos 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 Buenos. I can't Buenos Aires, yeah. Thank you. I'm struggling with that one. Yeah. So so that's what's going on. Um, and then. Um, new album and the new this new new album that I discovered new band is what led to tonight's topic suggestion because uh, they're called mm-hmm. Looking Glass. The EP is 1972, and like um, Dean Del Rey, his podcast is where I found out about it. And I'm listening to it, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like Stoner Rock," and I started thinking about stuff like Stoner Rock and Math Rock and all these other crazy ass genres. I'm like, does that divide people? Are there people who aren't going to listen to something because they don't want to listen to stoner rock without hearing it? You know? So, so we'll, we'll get into that, but mm-hmm. killer EP 
everybody go check out Looking Glass, nineteen seventy-two. Looking Glass. I'm, I'm writing that down. Looking yeah. Glass. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, it's it's kind of like it, it, it kind of gives me a little bit of like a weed eater vibe, but not completely weed eater. Okay. Um, because weed weed eaters heavier and fuzzier, in my opinion. All right. Are you ready for the latest book to be banned? Oh, yeah, what is going on down in the U.S. with 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 all of this? It's like holy shit! It's 1984. Well, I think everyone's just lost their minds. Uh huh. And, and 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 on every side. Uh right? yeah. Uh, like like there there's a handful of people that are still thinking um, pretty logically and you know like looking at all sides, weighing all the options, but nobody's listening to any of those people. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so one, just how do you feel about banned books? Um, I've never really, really been for really banning everything. Now, people make the argument, well, we have to, you know, we, we, we have to, to keep porno mags away from the, away from children. Yeah, well, no shit. Okay, like that just goes without saying. Yeah, but that's, that's not that's you're not, not even ban an them. argument. Yeah, but you don't ban them. You just don't sell them to kids. But mm-hmm. that's the argument that some people have. Well, like you don't know, sell cigarettes to kids either. Yeah, like you're not banning yeah. cigarettes. Just don't sell them to children. Right. Right. You know. You know don't sell alcohol to five year olds. Like don't ban right. it. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Like but th- this is not a hard conversation. Right. Right. And at the end of the day, I am a firm believer in parenting. Like, imagine that. Imagine someone parenting their own child. Now, when I remember, uh, like, I'm a big pro wrestling fanatic. Okay, my daughter never really got into it. She kind of watched, you know, whatever she could on TV with me. And then she would go see the local matches and all that just as, as a family thing. But there was a while in the 90s there with um, Extreme Championship Wrestling where it was all blood and weapons and girls. Oh, pulling, I remember that. Yeah, and the girls were pulling each other's clothes off. And then the WWF had their Attitude Era, okay, where they took those same concept and put it to a much larger audience. I, as a parent, said, okay, this is not for my child. So when ECW came on or the WWF came on, you know, little snowy, go do something constructive. But there is other pro wrestling that she could watch WCW and the locals come watch wrestling with daddy. You know, like parents all decide if Marilyn Manson's good for my child, not Tipper or the equivalent. Well, and you know, it's funny, like to your point about like the parenting thing. When um, when my kids were first born, uh, John of Iron City Rocks, he gave me the best advice that has rung the most true of any parenting advice that anybody has ever given me. Okay. And he said, listen, he's like, as a parent, your worst enemy are other parents. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. John is a wise man. And I didn't get it at first. And, you know, he gave me a couple examples. And then, you know, it's just like, like what you talk about parenting is like, 
you know, my kids will come home like, well, why can't we watch this? Because it's not appropriate for you. You know, now, conversely, um, my kids are in sixth and seventh grade, soon to be seventh and eighth grade next year, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was about that age, that's when swearing was coming up and introduced, you know, mm-hmm. and all the different swear words and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, we've discussed how my mom was with music. Um, so if my kids want to listen to, you know, whatever the song is, I will let them listen to the explicit version, but we have to be listening to it together. And talk about it. Exactly. Imagine that. Imagine that. Like if your kid brings home like some rap album about, you know, dropping the end bombs and slapping hose and all that. Well, what do you do? You can't just take the record away and oh this this is garbage the kid hasn't learned anything well and i am glad that you bring up like rap and dropping you know like f-bombs and stuff right mm-hmm. so um i can't remember what song we started with um but there's like yeah this song swears a lot and i looked at him like oh that's nothing and i'm like what yeah. and i'm like <laughs> anastasia I want you to look up Fuck the Police by NWA. <laughs> right? And so uh, I am sure there are parents that are like right now losing their minds. I can't believe you let your children listen to Fuck the Police. Well, they listen to it with me and your kids are probably listening to it. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And we had a discussion about it. And uh, like like both kids had to explain to me what was going on in this song, what is being talked about, how does that relate to current issues today? You know, like I I explained that yeah, like the shock values behind using the f word, um, but like it, it's telling a story, it's making a point. Mm-hmm. Like they're not swearing just to swear, you know. And because I think, well, like, that was kind of like what one of their songs was doing. I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. I'm like, they're just swearing to swear. They're like, there's nothing here. And that's when I was like, well, what do you mean? And that's when we played, you know, NWA. Um, what's the other one I played for my daughter? Um, damn it, damn, 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 damn. Uh, oh, it might have been Cop Killer. I was just about to say it was a body count. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. It uh-huh. was. Because, like, my 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 son prefers like a lot of instrumental and soundtrack music and stuff like that. My daughter likes a lot of different genres, a lot of pop, but she does have the heart of a rocker in there. And That's she's good. like, Dad, Dad, what's another song like that MWA, but like heavier, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here, put this one on, you know? And I mean, like, it's it's even funnier to me, but just imagine, <laughs> like. Like, you know, so many parents that won't let their kids do this or that um, will, you know, like, like the, I don't know, just like there are kids way younger than my kids watching Squid Game. And I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. 
Um, or show or whatever. I, 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 I haven't watched it, but I kind of got an idea. Yeah, and it's just just horrendous. Like I, I don't like the idea of it. Um, I don't believe in any of it. And I told my kids, I'm like, no, I don't want you watching it. And like, I don't want you playing the games on Roblox either. Like, no. You know, I don't condone that sort of violence. I don't condone, condone that sort of worldview, that negative outlook. I'm a big fan of your choice is, you know, what determines direction. You know, kind of like... um. Oh, what's the book? Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, where he talks about, you know, you choose how you react. He's like, that's the ultimate choice. And, you know, and he survived Auschwitz. Like, he survived surgery without anesthesia. Mm-hmm. You know, all by the power of his mind and choosing, you know. So, you know, like, I know that things get dark and bleak and all that sort of stuff, but we can choose how we react to it. Right. And so where I'm like, no, you're not, you're absolutely not watching a squid game and any of this sort of stuff, but do you want to, you know, listen to NWA? Yeah. Put it on, you know? So, you know, I, I always wait for the call I'm going to get, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but anyway, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So yeah. We're, Cause we're, we're talking, talking about book bands, book, book, book right. bands. So, yes. Florida uh, so, oh, is yeah, along really, that line. It's been really entertaining Florida yeah. lately. Like Florida man is out of control in that, in that well, state. Well, this one's not in Florida. Okay. All right. And I, I do want to want to point out something else, right? So, so anyway, back to the original question. How do you feel about banning books? Um... Uh, mo- most of the time, a lot of these books that they're banning, kids don't care about them anyways. Well, no, no, no. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't care about whatever books are being banning. Do you think any book should be banned? Um, not really. No. Like, why? why? Exactly. If you're trying to ban something, you're trying to control the narrative, mm-hmm. right? So. You've got to put it out there. You've got to educate people. And and that, that's like banning anything is because we're too lazy to educate, right? So keep that in mind. Now, let's also flash back to the memes that say to live your life in such a way that if it was a book, Florida would ban it. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh-huh. And I want you to keep that in mind with this next book that was banned in the state of Utah. Oh, no shit, of course. Okay. You ready? Okay. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. The Bible. Oh, you got to be kidding me. No. Why? Um, because of the violence and the sex. Yeah, but that's the, that's the book with the violence and the sex that the people that are banning books say, never mind of mice and men. Here. Read this book, okay, and you'll be a better person. Holy shit. (sighs) Yeah, but so here's the deal. What I think is happening, because I was was reading the story a little bit, and like Utah is basically put in legislation where they can ban any books that are deemed to be too violent or this or that and, and whatever else. And so like, you know, they're banning the same books that Florida's banning, right? Right. Um, and 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 like the, the hardest part about these bands is 
I don't know if you've tried to look up the articles, but I try to look up the articles and I can't get a straight story. Like it's terrible journalism. Like it used to be, you could get the facts and like, here's what's happening. Here's what happened on this date. This happened, you know, and and you know they, they would implicate somebody essentially because they would have all these facts. And now right. it's a lot of well, it's kind of this or kind of that. I'm like it's kind of that, yeah, yeah, it like all... nothing's like like. If it was something I would have written in ninth grade, my English teacher would have been like, "No, this sucks. You need to be able to back this up with facts." Right. So that's what's going on, and so so I I can't get the full story, but what I think is that somebody is like, okay, banning anything is getting out of control. We have to back to your point, parent, talk to our children, talk to this, Mm -hmm. talk to that. Right. So how do we use this law against them? Oh, I know. Right. You, you use it. It's you, like when you when you have somebody who is trying to ban something on a flamboyant point, right? Like, and I, I'm probably told this this story on the air before, but back in the '80s, my buddy Mark and I went to a weekend retreat with church, and his mm-hmm. mom was the youth group leader, uh, big Bible thumper, still is, and. Him and I were in this um, seminar where they're talking about how rock and roll is satanic. Well, we're the only two with long hair. We're the only two in black t-shirts that happen to be concert t-shirts. And so while everybody else is buying into like this rhetoric that this, you know, guy is working up very preacher style, right? Very, very footloose style, right? <laughs> um we're sitting there, look at each other, and we're like, no, that's bullshit. And so he bring up some sort of point. I get up and dis- dispute it. He'd bring up something else. Mark would get up and dispute it. So the two of us, just like everything he said, we were just counter-arguing everything. Which, again, stereotype, we're supposed to be stupid because our hair's long. Mm-hmm. And we listen to metal. So, so we shouldn't even be able to form sentences. Right. And, you know, it's only through that weekend that we're ever going to be redeemed and be able to learn and speak. But whatever. So, you know, and and for anyone who's wondering, like, that's why my journey back to Christianity has been such a long journey. You know. Um, But so, like, one of the things that came up is like, the lightning bolt is the symbol of making a pact with the devil. And I'm like, really? Because he's showing the ACDC logo. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I'm like, so any company or anybody who uses that lightning bolt, they have made a pact with the devil. He's like, yes. I said, so Mattel, who put out the murky dismal doll that has a lightning bolt on his chest, has made a pact <laughs> with the devil to sell those. And his face drops. Then he brings up the Palm Olive logo with the stars and the moon. Or no. No, maybe he just brought the moon and maybe we talked about Palm Olive. I can't remember. But like we're we're just we just kept fucking with him because, you know, we're not stupid. Like we we, we read about that stuff. Like we, we could talk to you about it. Like, you know, let's uh-huh. listen to the music together. Because that's what my mom did, you know. Um Mark's mom, not so much. It's a whole other story. But so 
when you've got people like that, you've, you've got to, you know, snag them with their own bullshit. And I honestly think that's what's going on. I really think that's what Utah's doing. You said I was going to be floored. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, wow. Cool, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you never called that one, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Because I was thinking, yeah, Utah's just catching up with Florida. There's a number of, of books that that Florida has been. And it's just like, there's a number of these books, okay? We were assigned, assigned reading. You have to read this book and get a grade for it in high school. And I'm looking through the the list of banned books in in Florida, and it's like my high school we 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 had to read these. Like, what is going on in Florida? Like, this is this this is absolutely crazy. Well, and it's not just Florida; it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I know, but you know, Florida is such an easy target right now with just everything going on. Right well, now. It's, it, but it's also like Florida's making the news because they're trying to um, they're trying to discredit DeSantis, right? Because what what worries me is well, what else is being banned in other states, not by the extreme right or whatever, you know? Because you know there is. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if you're making this, this this big of a stink about it, you know, you're banning something, too, and you're making a big stink so nobody sees it. It's misdirection. Hey, take a look at my left hand while I do this thing with my right hand. I don't want you to see, you know, like right. there, there's a bait and switch going on somewhere. I just don't know where. So we'll see. But anyway, Probably. that's the end of my metal fix. <laughs> And, and I'm glad I could, I could leave you just going, holy crap. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's good. That's definitely going to make for some interesting water cooler talk at work. If I should actually choose to discuss anything with normies, which a lot of times I just kind of like, yeah. I, I honestly think you should. I think I think you should you should set them up and be like, so, how do you feel about book bands? You know, like and get them all fired up and be like, well. There's this book with lots of sex and violence, and Utah just banned it. And as soon as they say good for them, say it was the Bible. The Bible. Just watch their head yeah, explode. What the uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to switch gears here for my uh, metal fix here because I definitely, uh, we unfortunately, last episode there, last week there was no episode, you know, life and schedules and all that, all kind of caught up to us so i'm gonna have me last week i was such a slacker well and i i was busy too like when you called me up and said okay i got this going on i'm feeling this way i'm like okay i am so swamped i am so swamped. i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad it was all mutual because i really felt like a huge slacker but Uh, it's it's just one of those times i just hit a wall (laughs) i'm like i cannot do anything tonight yeah not a problem. Not a problem. Um, I had okay. I had a couple shows these last couple weeks that um, okay. First off, um, the Black Dahlia murder. Um, their, <gasps> no um, their, way! They came yeah, through. They came through town. They were brought, you know, by Ninja Cat. Okay, and it was their first uh, tour without 
Trevor Strand. Who, oh, wow. Course, yeah. He passed away. So, of course, psyched. Absolutely stoked. Even though it was a weeknight, the theater that we, we put it on, the Park Theater up here, sold out in advance. Okay. And just because, not only just because, like, the, the Black Dahlia just are over so huge, I think it had, it had to do with the first tour without Trevor. Yeah. But it was also a stacked bill of support as well, including the bands Frozen Soul, the aforementioned Fuming Mouth, Photophilic that we've played on the show before, and Hardcore Legends Terror were on the bill as well. I know they kind of stood out like a sore thumb. And they were actually, I love Black Dahlia. I have a lot of their records. We've had them on the show and all that. But Terror was actually the band that was um, selling the show for me. um, I picked up their latest album on vinyl, Pain Into Power, really, really cool. Um, Their liner notes to the record folds out into a full-size poster. It's like the roots. It's it's the coolest thing, you know, but that's also like, do you put the poster up and get rid of your liner notes? You know, like, what do you want to do here? You know, it's just one of those first world problems that I'm going to have to decide on, I guess. One of the most, they had, Terror had one of the most unique Merch, okay. Um, Scott Vogel and one of the other members of uh, of Terror, they got together and they put out a punk rock coloring book. Okay, yes, yes. A, okay. And it was, um, you know, A for adolescence, B for Black Flag, D for the Dead Kennedys, and they would have famous pictures you know, that you were to color. And so it's like, wow, okay, this is a really good idea. So I made sure to shell out for this punk rock coloring book, which that's something that Mrs. Snowy, we haven't done in a while. Like she bought all these more adult horror themed coloring books for me. And she bought some for her And for a while there, you know, we were kicking back and uh, just spending an afternoon coloring together listening to music and that's awesome dude and all that yeah yeah so i'm down so i'm gonna say hey let's have another coloring date here you pull your your books out and bring out the pencil crayons and because i just bought this awesome new punk rock coloring book and all that so yeah it was a really it was a really good time we'll get to some terror soon enough um this past weekend, though, okay, well, Thursday and Friday, I should say, I had to spend the weekend, it's Monday the 5th as as we speak, I had to spend the weekend basically recovering from the days leading <laughs> up to it, because I definitely had a snowy weekend, shall we say, where I took in three shows in two days okay the first show thursday as we speak was the punk for pride gig okay where they are not going to get into too much of what that is it's just because that's going to be part of uh 
the indie spotlight tonight one of those bands that participated in that gig i have tapped for a very good reason dude you're absolutely going to love this band but anyways that 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 was night one the next night <clears throat> the legendary mad ball new york hardcore no shit came through town yeah wow. absolutely and it was my like i could have swore this was the first time they've ever been through town but over the you know over the next over the next couple of days i actually had some people saying no no they came in they played this gig with these people and all that and i'm like well no i was at that gig i don't remember mad ball on that gig like well so i'm not exactly sure if um i've seen them live before but i'm under the impression and this is you know when you ask when you when you ask people well did you see this movie uh maybe i did i don't remember anything about it okay then you haven't seen it you know <laughs> you don't give me this yeah i saw it but i don't fuck all about it okay you haven't seen it so basically okay maybe i did see mad ball a couple times over the last 40 years or not i i i don't know but i was going into it fresh never saw them live before and it was absolutely fantastic okay that same night okay as soon as mad ball was done and the lights went on the pre-recorded music hit the theater and all that Jumped in the car. Mrs. Snowy was waiting for me. Jumped in the car. We hightailed it to Bulldogs. Okay. There was a really cool um, band out of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada up here. They were headlining. And unfortunately, our good buddies and shit happens. They were the curtain jerker. Because I was at the Madball gig, I missed my buddy's uh, show. Sorry, guys. But they totally understood, you know, fucking Madball. Okay, so we we hustled over there, okay, to catch these headliners. This band name, okay, is the best moniker for what they do. And I've... Uh, then the days after this gig, I talked to Dave at Planet of Sound, and I mentioned the name of this band. I talked to the guys at our comic book shop when they asked, so how was your weekend, blah, 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 okay. I said, okay, and I'm throwing this out to you now. For all-female punk band. Okay. Okay. Their band name? Pantychrist. Oh, we had them on the show? No, no. We, no, we I've talked about this. When? Oh, well, not too long ago. Because Wait, I remember them being like, that's the greatest name. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't remember this. I just I just remember thinking, okay, I'm gonna be seeing them the first time. I know they've never I've never seen them. Okay, if we've played them like last year or whatever, that that has left my mind. We have definitely talked about them. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I find I, I finally saw them. Absolutely fantastic live, and you could tell. Okay, just 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 by their sound and all that, they're definitely drawing on 
the you know the influence from the early 90s riot riot girl scene in various different hardcore and of course people like Susie Quattro and the Runaways are just such a big influence on uh females in all generations really from 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 that point and it was absolutely fantastic i uh grabbed um they were selling some merch I didn't buy any shirts because they had a, a handful of CDs and a DVD, okay, called Skirtin' with Disaster, The World According to Pantychrist. Oh my God, great. It was basically a short documentary, like, behind the scenes of, um, of the ladies just kind of living their lives intermingled with a uh, bunch of uh, live stuff. Which is definitely where this band, uh, you know, definitely where they thrived. I've grabbed uh, one of their full-length albums, you know, Never never Love Anything, one of their early EPs in a compilation, sort of like a greatest hits type thing and all that. And it's like absolutely fantastic. I'm going to get into one of their songs, even though apparently we've played them. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know we've talked about them. Maybe we didn't play them, but I know we've talked about them. Okay, well, right on, right on. Um, I hit the record shops as well. Okay. Um, are you? Were you ever a fan of the uh, Tigers of Pantang? I am aware of them. I don't know if I've ever heard them. Okay, well, their their biggest record, and I got it in my, the I got the vinyl in my hands right now, was Spellbound, and of course they, you know, in the early '80s they were a big part of that new wave of British heavy metal sound. Um, yeah, that was my first Tigers record, actually. Um, as well, okay. <laughs> At the same time, I was buying this. I was in Planet of Sound. Okay. Hey guys, how's how's it going? I went to their their new arrivals, you know, because they're secondhand records and all that. And do you remember? Okay, do you remember the TV show Charlie's Angels? Oh yeah. Do you remember Cheryl Ladd ever putting out an album? No. No. Neither did I. Neither did I. But in my hot little fist here is Cheryl Ladd's Dance Forever album in 1979 wow and it's like i had no idea that this record and i watched charlie's angels every week and what guy you know wasn't totally smitten with cheryl ladd i mean when when fair fawcett left charlie's angels and they replaced her with cheryl ladd like did you skip a beat you no, know, not at all, because you know, <laughs> because she was absolutely smoking. I had no idea this record existed. I've only given the title track a listen to on YouTube. It's absolutely horrible. <laughs> okay, but I'm so glad I bought it. And that was exactly what I said to Dave at the shop. It's like, oh my god, I can't. I didn't even know this exists. I gotta have it. Uh, even if it's terrible, I, I don't care. I absolutely have to have this record. Ah, it was secondhand and it was cheap as, as, as well. I still haven't given uh, Lisa Welchel's 
album a spin. You might recall about six six months ago, like oh, yeah. uh, Blair from the Facts of Life. She's put out a couple records and all that, and there's no way like I'm sitting through that crap. <laughs> well, that, yeah, it's well, good. You have I'm not to gonna have like it. it, but it's good. <laughs> okay, well, it's definitely it's something that you just kind of have to have. Yeah. So, and finally, okay, we're gonna get into some tunes here. I'm a little off the mark, but I found a copy of this secondhand. It dates back to 2009. I can't believe that it's this old as well. I finally picked up a copy of Iron Maiden Flight 666. Oh, that's a great documentary. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got the doc, the bonus DVD, and the live show. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to uh, sit down with these two new DVDs and, and and all that since since I picked them up but I'm really looking forward to them and yeah like that's that's one of those like DVDs that I should have had flight 666 you know it's just it's the all-encompassing Iron Maiden I'm assuming and it's just it's just got the reputation as you just said of being an absolutely fantastic uh uh, package here let's get on with some fantastic music shall we um yeah dropping a track from uh spellbound from tires of pantang yeah that's kind of the easy thing let's uh let's promote some of the new stuff last year no this year actually just a little while ago they dropped a new record called bloodlines let's get into that now this is the immortal of Tigers of Pantang with Edge of the World.
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. amazing panty christ and man i was just blown away when they did this song from their never love anything album that was the cunt song ah really really great stuff and before that like like i said brand new terror from the pain into power record that was can't help but hate courtesy of the mighty George a Corpse Grinder Fisher from Cannibal Corpse Pain fame on, well, I guess Cannibal Corpse Pain as well. <laughs> of course, 
from that. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, well, well recommended. The whole pain and in, into power record. You you get a chance, dude. I know, like this day and age, I don't know. Like you, you don't talk a lot about new hardcore, like straight up, like like the terrors and then and, and the mad balls. Is 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 that still kind of a thing for you? Because I know back in the day you you were. Being... Yeah, it was at the time. Like I really haven't listened to new hardcore in a long time. Okay, well that's what we that's the project. We got to get Aaron back into the new hardcore. Because I know, like, like there's a lot of people. Like our age, a lot of guys, especially, you know, there's no good music today. This sucks. That sucks. That that's that's no good. It was so much better when we were young and all that. Well, you know what? There's a lot of good stuff today. A lot of those bands that you were that you're saying are so much better back then. They're still putting out music. Tigers of Pantang. Check it out. Check it out. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. Well, my friend. Oh. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was, I was. I was just gonna say, like you said earlier in the show, you had this. You had this experience, and it kind of got your gray matter going. What's going on? Well, so I was saying, like this Looking Glass band, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I'm listening to it, and you know they're calling it Stoner Rock, but. I should have listened to it again today, so I had a better um, explanation of it. To me, it was too fast for Stone Rock. Like when I think of Stone Rock, I think of Weed Eater. I think of that slow trudging doom metal kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I never understood why Black Sabbath was Stone Rock, other than the fact that everybody listened to metal was stoners at the time. Um. But, you know, we've got metal, power metal, hair metal, (laughs) heavy metal, thrash metal, speed metal, death metal, extreme death metal, death core, rap core. Like, all these things. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't it all still just derivative of Chuck Berry and Elvis? Uh, yeah, well, they, a lot of bands would say it's, you know, courtesy of Sabbath, but Sabbath got derived there. Yeah, they, yeah, like Ozzy was, I'm sure Ozzy was a huge Chuck Berry fan. I know he was big on the Beatles, you know, and I'm sure the Beatles was, you know, big on, on Berry as well. So, Yeah. But I mean, like, you think about Kiss, right? Because Kiss was glam metal at the time, or glam rock, yeah. you know, in the 70s. And then in the 80s, they were hair metal. Right. And that's when I listen to hair metal, well, that's really just rock and roll. It is. It is. Like, you know? this, this, this is kind of where it gets confusing. Because you had, in the 70s, glam, okay, Bowie, the Sweet... Yes. Alice, Alice Cooper, even Kiss. You know, and now there's what's funny that. is Bowie, Kiss, and Alice Cooper couldn't be further apart. Right, but they still kind of fell into you know this seventies glam. Yeah. Okay, and it got changed 
you know, throughout the years, like the next generation, the bands that those bands influenced would become hair metal. But for some reason, the name Glam stuck to the Molly Crews, the Poisons, the Rats. Yeah. And it was, you know, glam slash hair. Like, it was it was all kind of thing. And I think now, this day and age, I, I, I don't hear too many people referring to 80s glam as glam. It's all hair. Yeah. You know, I think that the new generation has got it right. You know, <laughs> well, well, my dad's Sweet Records and Slade Records, that doesn't sound like Poison. So that's glam. Well, okay, I'm so glad you brought up Slade, right? Because you mentioned Bowie, and Bowie had a big influence on the Runaways. Oh, for sure. Right, and the Sex Pistols. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there's that. You know, again, can we get further away, right? But then (laughs) Slade, dude, Slade to me is just a rock and roll band, but they started out as like a skinhead band. Like, you know, and for anyone who is like, like, you know, nervous now because you're picturing some dude in red suspenders, not that type of skinhead. Right? Yeah, there's two different skinheads. In, in the UK, skinheads, also known as suede heads, were just people that shaved their heads. They typically were in their Doc Martens. They were a bit of hooligans, but they were soccer hooligans, right? Like they're, well, mm-hmm. football in the UK. That's right. You know, but but so so that that's where they got the start, and then they kind of distanced themselves from that because of the violence, and then they just got into this crazier stuff, and like I I love Slade, like the oh, al- yeah. the the album "Keep Your Hands Off My Power Supply." It was oh, the U.S. It. release with um, "Run Run Away" on it. It's one of my 10 favorite songs. Oh, to, to, yeah. To this day. yeah. That song is phenomenal. The album's phenomenal. And they have so many great songs. And so just a great sense of humor. Like all the things that made Chuck Berry great, they took and they built upon it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the, the lyrics, the style, although it was a very outrageous style. But, you know, there is the humor, that tongue-in-cheek kind of humor. They took it to another level. And just, it was just great, man. And, and, and like, I bring all that up because, like, you know, you and I are now still, like, saying, well, this was kind of this and this. But really, it's all still kind of there. And why are there so many walls up? Like, if you listen to punk rock, you can only listen to punk rock. Why do you only listen to punk rock? You know, and and mm-hmm. why is Motorhead the band that um, <laughs> you know walks that line? Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like there's other bands that could walk that line. Like I, I honestly feel like the Ramones should be another one. You know, uh, this day and age, there's a lot of metalheads that that do love the Ramones, but kind of back then, like when when we were kids, it yeah, there wasn't a lot of that fan crossover of punk and metal and all that it's like oh you fucking long hair oh you guys with your fucking mohawks and all that guys like you and i it's all good it's all good well you know. i told you i didn't hear the ramones till 89 or 90 all right and that changed everything mm-hmm. 
you know, man, it was, it was Ramones mania. And once I heard that, it's like, oh, because to me, that's the sound. That's the sound of rock and roll, you know, and, and at my core, I just love rock and roll like that. That's, you know, I, I'm a metalhead. I am a music fan. I enjoy classical music. I can listen to, you know, some hip hop, some country, not all of it, but there is some great hip hop and country out there. You know, I can listen to almost every metal band. Mm-hmm. One, one, one of my old co-workers texted me and she's, I think she just told me she's 67, I think, right. which blows my mind because I just can't believe, because like, she's, she's never even seemed like she's in her 60s to me. Um, no, they can't. I don't know. We're going to have to talk about that. Maybe it's only 64. We're going to have to figure this one out. All right. But anyway, point being, um, you know, she's definitely in her 60s. And she's like, have you heard of the band Steel Panther? Holy shit. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I'm like, yeah, they've caused quite a stir with, you know, by bringing back not just the sound of the 80s, but also like like the, the, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll with, um, you know, pedals like the Pussy Melter. And I can say mm-hmm. that to this woman because she's, you know, she we, we joke that her and my mother raised the same child. Um because her son and I are, you know, we could almost be twins. It's so funny with the story she shares. Right on. Um, but she's like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing them. And I, I don't know. They played on some show, maybe The Masked Singer or something like that. Yeah, apparently they were on one of the one of those new gar- garbage shows. And I, I just saw a clip of it on YouTube. And I'm kind of like, why? Okay, well, because... Okay, they're an independent band now. Their new record is all DIY, but they've been they've had their major label releases. They've toured the world. Oh yeah. Why are they on this show? Isn't this show is supposed to be, you know, to discover the next gimmick or something? I don't like, know. I, I but I mean, with as much controversy as they've caused, I would think that that show would want to distance themselves from a band like that. Hmm. Yeah. You know? Which is hysterical to me too. So that's another thing. Yeah, I don't know, but it's just it's just funny. I'm like, oh yeah, you know. So so you've got these guys that are clearly in the hair metal vein, right? Where it's like, okay, this sounds like 1985. But you know, it's funny. Like I listened to that first um, Molly Crew record, and it is so rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Like shout the devil. That that's hair metal. Like this 100% hair metal. It's it's got it's it's dark, kind of like the wasp thing going on. Right. But there's still like that tongue in cheek thing going on. But you know, like, do we have to have all these genres? Um, you're you're absolutely right, and I know we've talked about this on on the show before. Like when there was more than just just you and I on the show, where we talked about the sub 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 genre where you have like every like you have heavy metal is a genre and then you have the various different styles of metal and then those become the sub genres and then every one of those sub genres you know you have that elitist fan that goes well okay well yeah i like black metal but i prefer atmospheric black metal as opposed to like 
immortal or venom or something and then you kind of you just kind of want to go yeah okay calm down it's black metal. well you but know. you know when you say atmospheric do you mean you want it to um have a high pressure system coming in when you turn on the stereo <laughs> or do you mean you like to sit down light a candle and pour yourself a glass of wine uh, what kind of atmosphere are we talking about it's, it, it's kind of you see, this this is how it's getting out of control because I can't even really describe atmospheric black metal because it's just like a lot of um, a lot of ambiance, and at the end of the day, sometimes the songwriting kind of takes a back seat, like to this kind of stuff, and that's just kind of where it gets out of control. Like you're you're a black metal band with a little bit of atmosphere done <laughs> you know and i as and more to your point at the beginning of the discussion sometimes these subgenres are a barricade you know because i've i've you know i've had people like well i listen to a lot of different type of metal but i don't know i really can't get into this one this subgenre Okay, that's fair. You listen to a lot of others, like, but like, what's what's wrong with this? You don't you don't dig de de death metal, but you love thrash, power, you know, like, and every other, you know. Well, what's wrong with death metal? I don't understand because I'm just like you. I have records from every subgenre, you know, from. The most brutal death in black metal all the way to Cinderella. You know what I mean? And the hair stuff. And all the 70s glam as well. And 90s crossover punk and hardcore thrash. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you think about it too much, you end up getting a headache. Yeah. It it and, really gets crazy and like like you're um darn I missed the one the thing you were just saying um because there's a, a one of the genres you wanted to com you mentioned I wanted to comment on um but it it just gets like and and then like stuff like um Dillinger Escape Plan right mm -hmm. that they call math rock math core blah 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 and I I'm, I I like. I get it. There's complex time signatures, but we're still only counting to like multiples of like up to 12. It's probably not that bad. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like, like you have to, you know, find the square root of X over Y or something. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. If, if I have to take a math quiz to enjoy a band, you're going to lose me. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like it's, not, it's not like that, right? But like, but when I hear Dillinger, like what I liked about him is to me, like that was incorporating jazz and metal. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, like I, I hear Miles Davis is kind of blue in that record, in 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 um the one of us is the killer record. Right. Like one one of my favorite favorite Dillinger records, that one of us is the killer, and that opening song, um. Like it feels like kind of blue to me, you know, and I, I would be curious because my, my college buddy, John, who listens to this, John Ware, it'll, it'll be, I'll be interested when he listens to this, and his thoughts, because 
he's he's a big jazz guy, and him and I've been talking on the side about like bebop because. I want to understand bebop. I want to like bebop. I can't understand bebop jazz. Can't do it. And I've been trying for years. And I'm waiting just one day. It'll just click. I hope. You know. But I mean, you know, still at the same time, like jazz, like that's another where they splinter and all these things. But to me, you've either got big band or bebop. You know, it's, it's either singable, swingable, and got a danceable groove, or it's really insane for musicians playing to other musicians. So, I don't know. But, yeah. Well, oh, sorry, with, 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 with the Dillinger escape plan and their ilk, you, you, you could take that type of subgenre and put them on a multi-build tour with just about everyone and it will catch people in the audience if they've never heard of them before you know if they're on a uh, if they're on you know even they might be headlining but if they're on the same bill as you know and this might be the death metal equivalent of the dillinger escape plan but prog death progressive death Okay, where it's 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 death metal, but it's kind of filtered through like Genesis or Yes or even the Dillinger Escape Plan or whatever. A band like Dillinger, you can put on a prog death band or just a you know have them supporting Exodus. You know any sort of subgenre band like Dillinger would fit in. Okay, and I'm so glad you brought up prog. Because prog is my absolute favorite genre to make fun of. <laughs> okay. And here's why. And it's not the music. It's the fans. Oh, I uh. love to make fun of the fans because they all have this exact blueprint formula for what every prog song should sound like. Mm-hmm. And... It's the blueprint from the 70s. And so I remember talking to one of them. I'm like, okay, so the music you like is called progressive music, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's real progressive. I said, but you insist that it keeps the same formula so you won't let it progress. Mm -hmm. And then they get pissed and leave. So I just love that. I love that people who are fans (laughs) of progressive music don't want the music to progress. Like, I love that. Like, that's anti-progress music. It is. It is. It is. And when you start, that's where the progression comes in. Okay, not necessarily as prog death, but that's, is once again, metal has taken and progressed something where just by itself, its original form, like you said, there was no progression. Metal said, here, hold my beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and metal did that with a variety of uh of subgenres. Like the thing that just oh, and I can't believe this is still kind of a thing with normies. It all sounds the same to me, is is what I hear. Oh, okay, yeah. well then you're tone deaf because there's thirty now, different I, I so I you know what? I can understand that one finally. I will. I will actually def- defend everybody on that one because 
there are certain genres of hip hop and country where all the songs sound the same to me. And okay. it's because I'm not into it, right? Like I'm not a fan of it. Um, there, there was like, like some of the early death metal when I first started listening all sounded the same till I really started getting in and listening, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, to your point, you're going to stop drinking beer. Um, but you haven't <laughs> tried good beer yet, right? Like all beer tastes the same. It's all garbage. Well, yeah, if you're drinking moose piss, it is garbage. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you're talking about individual subgenres. Okay. I'm talking the whole enchilada. Okay. If you can't tell the difference between Limp Bizkit, Nightwish, and Morbid Angel, then you're tone deaf. Well, but they absolutely could if that's what was being played on the stereo. But like the example I've given so many times of my coworker that got in the back and started going, rah, 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 you know, for whatever was on the studio and laughing with uh-huh. the other coworker and making fun of it. Every song sounded the same to them. And it was just Sirius XM liquid metal, you know. Now, if like a Nightwish song would come on, they would probably enjoy that. But it was not the Nightwish hour. It was probably like, you know, three in a row of some sort of various death metal mm-hmm. bands. You then know. they're not getting the full scope. No, no. You but know. but they think they are. Mm-hmm. You know, because they've heard that. Like, I mean, my grandfather used to say the same thing to me. God bless him. Um, he would come downstairs, you know. No, no, because we practiced in his basement, right? And it didn't matter what we played, didn't matter how um, complex the song was. He's like, you guys just played two notes, F and G. That's all the time, just F, G, F, G. (laughs) And he just razzed us, but that was my grandfather. He razzed everybody. He Ah. he could rattle anybody. (laughs) That's a good quality to have. Oh, he's a great time, yeah. I miss that man, but you know. Anyway, so I digress. We have too many genres. People, just go fucking listen to something and enjoy it. That's right. Stop, stop being a dick and share. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's, That's right. our motto. I'm glad you brought this topic up. Dick? Well, <laughs> what, whatever you're going to do tonight is totally up to you. If you want to film it and share it on OnlyFans to help pay for radioactive metal and all its servers and all that, you go nuts. We'll start an OnlyFans and we'll record the show naked. Well, (laughs) I mean, we already record naked, but we'll film it. (laughs) That's it. That's right. Now, I'm glad you brought this topic up. Okay. Because the band and... I tapped this band before you brought up the the idea. I love the way the musical gods kind of work together to help program radioactive metal. I love it when a plan comes together like this. Yes, Hannibal. With yeah, <laughs> glad you. I'm, I'm I'm glad you got that. I pity the fool that didn't. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, the beginning of my metal fix. I mentioned the. Punk for Pride, because June is Pride Month. Yes. Okay. And just up here this past weekend, which unfortunately I couldn't book the time off work in time, and I was so pissed. I missed the Pride Parade and some of the festivities afterward. But there's a lot of stuff for Pride going on. It was all kicked off 
just this past Thursday with the Punk for Pride gig. One of the bands, okay, playing this uh, this mini festival, okay, shall we say, I've tapped for tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. I want to introduce you, Aaron, because you're really going to dig this band and all of our listeners to Winnipeg's The Castanes. Okay, this is definitely a... Why does that sound familiar? Uh, maybe just in personal conversation, I might have mentioned them. Is it a brother and sister? Yes, yes. They were uh, part of the Winnipeg Awards, the thing that you're going to be the ambassador. Uh, hopefully this year, yes. Right, but but I mean, like 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 when we were voting last year. Oh, I remember them. Why do I remember them? Okay, because yeah. they're they were cut. They're a big thing around the Winnipeg hard rock punk metal scene. Okay, and they fit in all sorts of various different subgenres. Okay, because yes, they are a um, brother and sister duo, Philip and Marge, good friends of ours. Okay, but that's also not to say this is why we're playing them. You know, Austin always playing his friends again and all that. No, no. Well, you know everybody. Well, see, that's another thing. That's right. And I would never be able to play any Winnipeg band and a lot of bands across the country if I if if I had to disqualify them because I know them. (laughs) And, and, And all that. Yes, yes. But for tonight's purposes. Okay, they played the Punk for Pride gig, and Mrs. Snowy came out with me for this. She wanted to get out for the evening. It was date night. Okay. At the end of the night, she was saying, man, you know, your buddies, Phil and Margie, they're the Castanes. They were absolutely incredible. Okay, not only is Phil a great musician, but that guy is a showman. As well, and I'm kind of like, tell me something I don't know, <laughs> okay? And, and there's there's for one song, Margie stepped away from the drum kit, and then sang out into the audience, like it runs in the family. Showmanship runs in the family. Absolutely incredible band that defies genre. They call themselves glam punk trash pop. Oh, and it. and it absolutely works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to drop a track now from their latest release. This is the Castanes with Ain't Got No Dreams.
I remember my first conversation with Phil from the Castains. I was going over to their place. They live with uh, our good buddy Travis from various different bands in the Winnipeg metal scene. I was going over there because the Castains and Travis, they do a podcast together, Back Alley Beers, which... You know, we've talked about it on this show and all that. I was the first one to arrive. It was going to be the Castanes, Travis, the Shit Happens guys, and myself. I think there's about 10 of us that were yapping on, on, on that particular episode. I showed up early, knocked on the door. Phil opened the door. And, um, like, I'd seen them play live, but I haven't. it wasn't officially introduced to them yet. So I introduced myself, we sat down, we had a couple drinks. We both like we both found out that we're both huge Wonder Woman fans. So we ended up bonding over Wonder Woman and that's always kind of been the thing between us. So that is the castings, glam, punk, trash, pop, whatever you want to call them. They're just not, not only are they a hell of a band, but they're just great people like just all around check them out facebook.com slash the castanes band and the castanes.bandcamp.com and castanes c-a-s-t-a-g-n-e-s fantastic stuff fantastic stuff well my friend i survived i survived i survived the heat and we got another great episode into the books. And what a great conversation or topic that you picked, my friend. That was absolutely fantastic. Um, we got to have more chats like that. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the clock on the wall is telling us it's just about time to bring the crazy train into the station. I think I'm gonna go, we're going to go out on a Black Dahlia song let's go back let's go way back to their buy us a van demo tell me that's not the perfect name for a demo tape <laughs> because, that yeah. really is and especially a band like that uh, <laughs> i'm surprised that it didn't happen you know 10 years earlier but yeah yeah that was Pretty much the Black Black Dahlia Murders first release, shall we say. Let's go out with the Blackest Incarnation. How can people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That's all the episodes past, present, and future. You can get our RSS feed, subscribe, paste it into your favorite podcast aggregator and subscribe that way. Um, you can also subscribe by going to iTunes, st- speak, sp- fuck, Stitcher, Spreaker. Apparently, I can't say those two things very close to each other. <laughs> um, go there. We're on those places. You can go to Facebook.com slash Rad Metal um, for our antisocial pages. You know, <laughs> uh, There's also Facebook. No, fuck. At Rad Metal 666 for Instagram. For mm-hmm. the pictures of the fun things that we see on our adventures. And then, let's see here. What am I missing? Um, I th- okay. It feels like everything. It's been a week, so I can't It's been a while. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, 
We're on Spotify also. And the reason we're mm-hmm. on Spotify is thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Um, yeah, whole host of other podcasts, wrestling podcasts, lifestyle podcasts. The Wrestling Night in Canada podcast, mm-hmm. our sister podcast, is hosted there as well, you know, where the host looks exactly like Snowy, sounds just like him. Yeah, yeah, good looking man. Yeah, sexy motherfucker, what can we say? Um, and yeah, that's everything. Oh, one more, our uh, email, rapmiddle666 at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, give us a show, tell us how great we're doing. Uh... That's it, dude. Yeah, in the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a genre-defining episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.